This episode of the Big Iron Podcast is sponsored by the Peach State Showout Longhorn Futurity, a fun event in the Southeast. Join us November 3rd and 4th, 2023 at the Bullock County Ag Complex, 44 Arena Boulevard, Statesboro, Georgia. Longhorn breeders from around the country will be there, showing off their best for a chance to win custom belts, buckles, and prize money. You're not going to want to miss it. My name is Andrew Shigori, and this is the Big Iron Podcast. We're here to entertain and educate any who are inclined to or otherwise interested in the livestock raising, garden growing, do-it-yourself, keep-hitting-it-till-it-quits-moving type of life. Modern problems require modern solutions, but there is a wealth of knowledge to draw from those that came before us. Presented by PNC Cattle Pens, top-of-the-line equipment specifically for Texas Longhorns and more. From hay rings and panels to squeeze chutes and complete working systems, PNC Cattle Pens has what you need. To keep you and your herd running safe and efficiently, check them out at pccattlepens.com. That's P-C-C-A-T-T-L-E-P-E-N-S.com. Now let's throw this skunk on the table and get down to business. All right. Today we're going to do a question and answer podcast um, from that question box that I put up on our Instagram. And I'm going to answer the questions that were asked there. So before we get started on that, I want to give a big shout out to our new title sponsor, PNC Cattle Pins. You heard the ad on the intro to this episode. Super excited to be working with them. I use the PNC system here on the ranch every day, or if not every day, every time we work cattle. That's the system that we use. Um, And as far as the Longhorn specific equipment that they make, it is just top notch. I mean, I work cows through that PNC squeeze chute by myself. Um, We got the the sweep, the horn lock system. Um, The chute's got vet gates on both ends. I had them put a scale under it. So anything and everything I need to do to those cows, they go right in that working system and we get it taken care of. Um, Love love that equipment and I'm really excited to be working with them. Uh, And a big thank you to them for believing in the podcast. So go check them out. I'm recording this at my desk at my office on Hidden Springs Ranch actually. Um, but this morning I was catching up some cows, uh, taking a lease bull back. So caught him, you know, haul him back up tomorrow. And I sold a load of cows some, to some new folks. Um, so I'm going to be hauling them their cows and a bull. They bought a bull as well, three cows and a bull. So congratulations to them if they are listening. Um on getting into the Texas Longhorn addiction, but I'm going to be uh, delivering those cattle later today. So you know how it goes catching cows and everything. Everything does not go as smoothly as you would like it to 99% of the time. Um, caught one of their cows a couple of days ago and she just basically walked right on the trailer. <laughs> so that was easy enough, right? So then I knew I was going to have a little bit of trouble out of the other, the other ones, but it wasn't too bad. I caught those other two, caught a big group of cows, those two and the, uh, 
our lease bull or our bull that we were leasing, um, ran him down the alley, got him up in the in the PNC system, and now they are ready to go. So that's what I've been doing this morning. That bull just he he was in a different pasture, so he wasn't as enthused to be leaving his ladies to get on the trailer, but we got him. All right. So let's jump into this question and answer. The first one that I've got here says, how soon do you typically breed your first year heifers? So 14 months, um, give or take, because I'll take the whole heifer crop from the previous year that we still have. They're in a specific pasture. Um, and then I, what I usually do, what I've done this far, is have a bull from that same calving group. So he's about the same age, maybe a couple months older. Um, and I'll put him in the heifer pen. So that's my heifer bull and my first year heifers. They go in at, at 14 months. And I've been watching him, you know, this past spring I watched him uh, breed breed those heifers, you know, 15 15 months. So, um, I'm excited about it. We'll see how many calves we get next year. Hopefully he got everybody and hopefully everybody was ready to go, but I have high hopes and I have confidence in the program that we're putting together that we're going to get those calves right around their second birthday for the heifers. That's what I'm hoping. Carolina smoke was getting it done out there. So, all right, next question. How old is Hidden Springs Ranch? For those that don't know, Hidden Springs Ranch is the name of the ranch that I manage here in North Carolina. Um, Hidden Springs Ranch was purchased by its current owner in 2017. It's an old farm. Um, I'm not sure how long it's been a farm, but you can go on the county GIS and look back at pictures of it from you know the 60s, and it was a farm then, so... Um, the current owner bought it in 2017. It was really grown up. That's why we ended up or why she ended up getting the longhorns, turned them out to help clear up some of that property, which they did. Um, and then I was hired right at the end of 2019, really kind of started getting serious about it in the spring of 2020. Um, so Hidden Springs Ranch, I guess is six years old and I have been here for going on four all right, next question. Advice. Out of college, dairy farm worker, no land, trying to save, anything to do right now. So my advice is get involved at whatever in whatever capacity you can right now. Don't wait. Start learning everything you can right now, even if it's just doing research online, reading books, whatever it is, if you want to well, just, you know, handle animals or animal husbandry in general and you start learning now. We're talking longhorn specifically, um, start learning now, but start going to events, you know, start start talking to people who have cattle, who have longhorn cattle, um, get their advice on what you should do. Ideally, find people who are in your area um, so that some of those more specific 
some of those more specific things you can uh, get nailed down, like, you know, stocking rate, how many cows per head should we have, uh, weather patterns, like what, what do you do during this time of year? You know, when it freezes, what do you do? This and that. So I would say start uh, learning as much as you can right now. Keep saving. Um, you know, there are, as far as land, there are different USDA grants that you can find that can help you say with fencing or waters or things like that. Um, so if you know anything about looking, uh, looking up grants and applying for grants, you can definitely start looking into that. There are are several in agriculture that can help out, um, folks who are trying to get started. And if you don't know about writing grants or researching grants, and there's a good place to start (laughs) as well as finding someone uh, in your area who's doing it now that you can ask questions and start formulating a plan make a plan and stick to it all right next question tangible steps for breeders or sorry tangible steps breeders can take to become more educated to improve the industry tangible steps um I think that the longhorn industry, we really need to just start learning about cattle in general. Bovines, in most instances, are bovines. So learn about cattle. Become a good cattleman, right? Just in general, um as you learn about the Texas Longhorns as well. Um, So I think we need to be cattlemen first and then Longhorn guys, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, Tangible steps. Um, I'm going to have to think about that one. Um, We'll move on to the next question. I might circle back to that. How can you get your foot in the door? Um, I'm, that's kind of going to be about the same answer as, uh, the previous one on advice, um, get your foot in the door. I'm assuming we're talking about in the door for the longhorn business. Just, um, reach out to people who are, who are near you, who do raise longhorns and, uh, learn as much as you can and, and start visiting some ranches. You know, most Longhorn folks are more than happy to show you around. And you can ask questions. And that's a good way to get your foot in the door with someone local. Uh, and find a mentor. And that's going to help you out a lot. Um, if you already have Longhorn cattle. And you kind of already have a herd. And you're looking to get your foot in the door more toward growing. And becoming kind of a a known Longhorn breeder, I guess. I think that just being visible on online um and also in person so online as in social media there's lots of longhorn facebook groups that you can join and and uh just you know put content out there show people what you got be proud of the animals that you do have if you already have animals and and show what you're working with don't be afraid to ask questions don't be afraid to answer questions because that's how we all grow 
Um, but in person, you know, go into Longhorn events, like some futurities or some sales, that's a great learning experience. Um, and if you already have your own cattle, you know, pick out your best couple heifers and, and take them to a futurity, show them off, uh, put them in that, in that futurity. And even if they don't win, you're showing people what your program is all about. You're going to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to improve your program personally, but you're also advertising your program. You're showing people what you're doing. Um, and then there's going to be people who, who like what you're doing, who's trying to do the same thing you're doing. And then, you know, they're going to be reaching out to you when they're looking for a heifer or, or a cow or something like that. So that's my advice on that. How to do research on pedigrees. Is there one website or different ranch websites? Um, so each ranch usually has their own website. But hired hand websites, hired hand software, they make, they uh, have the software for making these excellent Longhorn websites that you see. Um, and they have all the, all the pedigree software. They have all the animals in their database so that it's all linked together where you click on one cow and you can put her on your website, you know, you own her. And then when you go to look at her pedigree, you may not own her, her dam, or you may not own her sire, but when it pops up, you can click right on it and it'll take you to that sire and tell you all the information about him. And then it'll also give you a link to the website of the person who owns that sire or that cow or however, however it works. So you know who owns which cows. So you can do a lot of pedigree research that way. And you can see who owns what, so you can know which programs to be looking at, which people you need to contact in order to uh, develop your program the way you want to. So as far as doing uh, research, that's a great tool. Um, Hired Hand has put together just an amazing database um, and they make an amazing website. We use one. Hidden Springs Ranch has a hired hand powered website. You go check it out. It's hslonghorns.com and you'll see what I'm talking about. You can click on any any animal, see their pedigree, click on any animal in the pedigree and do lots of research that way. Find the cows who are consistently producing by looking at her and then looking at her progeny. Um, and then, you know, the TLBAA website um, is great for registering and you can look up cows that way as well. That's tlbaa.org. Next question. Well, the next question is not a question. It says no questions. I love your cows. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> They're not mine. The ones that I post on online, um, they belong to hidden Springs ranch, but we have a, done a lot of work putting a herd together that we're proud of. So thank you very much for saying so. All right. The next question is, is it feasible to haul cattle from, let's say Texas to Washington state? It is very feasible. Not only is it feasible, it's encouraged. <laughs> yeah. We sell cattle all over the, all over the place, all over the United States and Canada. Um, so we can get cattle hauled from, from anywhere. Um, there are people whose hauling is their 
is their business. So I would say anytime you buy a cow from somebody, um, there are systems in place to where you can find somebody who can haul them there, maybe a couple people and do a little, uh, relay type of deal and get them up there. So, um, especially if you're buying at a sale, like an auction, they're really good about getting that figured out for you. So you can bid with confidence as they say that, uh, if you buy your cow's going to get there, but yeah, definitely, um, specifically this question, if you buy some cattle from Texas, there's definitely breeders up in the Pacific Northwest area. So, um, yeah, I'd say you could definitely make that happen. Looks like this is my last question here for today. Taking care of bulls, anything extra they require or any issues you've had with aggression? Um, well, bulls are bigger. So as far as what more they require, you know, they're going to eat more generally speaking than a cow. Um, so bulls, as far as aggression, I've never had an issue with aggression. Um, definitely not toward me. If, if that was an issue, then that bull would not be around very long. Um, never had an issue with him being aggressive toward his cows or anything like that either. Um, and I've never really had an issue with bulls, like mature bulls being aggressive toward each other. Um, I don't put them, I try not to put them directly across a fence line from each other because they can basically reach each other and smack their horns together through the fence. Um, so that's generally not a good idea to put bulls just right across from each other um because they do get a little territorial a little possessive over their ladies in the off season when cows are not in heat um i put bulls together but i usually don't put mature bulls together who didn't kind of grow up together if that makes any sense like if i bring in a mature bull and i've already got a mature bull on the property i'm not just going to throw that bull that new bull in with that mature bull because they will definitely spar. Um, you know, who knows to what extent they will, they might push each other around a little bit and then stop and be best buddies. Um, but they could fight as well. So that's not something that I don't want to risk. Um, as important as the bulls are to our programs. Um, so I don't put mature bulls that don't know each other together. <laughs> um, but I have put some mature bulls that kind of grew up together. And then when I separated them, put them on their own cows, they were just kind of across the alley from each other. So they knew each other. And then when I put them back together, it was fine. But that's just kind of something that you have to make a, uh, a decision for on your own, how you're going to handle that. I do know people that keep all their bulls together um, without issue. So that's kind of a personal decision. I definitely keep all my uh, weanling bulls in the same pen. Um, got a specific little pasture for them when I pull them off their moms. If I'm going to grow them out and see what they look like as bulls, then I'll throw them over there into that that one pasture, and they, they just hang out, grow up together, and then they're good. Sell off the ones I'm not going to use. Keep one for a heifer bull usually is what I do. All right, so that's the end of the Q&A from Instagram. All right, <clears throat> I had to come back around to this question. Tangible steps breeders can take to become more educated to improve the industry. So thank you, Alex, for 
giving me a good one, making me think. <laughs> That's the kind of questions I like. Um, so what I came up with, I had to write it down so I can articulate it properly, is become a good cattle. This is my opinion. Become a good cattleman first. So to me, that means learning about cattle in general, handling cattle, cattle nutrition, calving, weaning, stuff like that. And you can look it up on Google, YouTube. I mean, just do as much research as you can about everything related to cattle. And I think a another really good way to do that besides just doing research by ourselves, right? Because questions are going to arise if we're starting from a place of having no cattle background is to find a mentor. Find a mentor that is familiar with Texas Longhorns, but is also a good cattleman who knows about cattle in general. Um, learn about the specific things, like what kinds of grass to grow in your area and when to plant them, um, how genetics work in general, things like that. Um, I heard something on a hunting podcast the other day that this question reminds me of. And he said, the host said, a lot of guys who killed giant bucks couldn't tell you what kind of tree their tree stand was hanging in that they shot those bucks out of. I think a lot of folks who own Texas Longhorns couldn't tell you what kind of grass is in their pasture or what percent protein their hay is. Um, not a, do I think that that's wrong? No, absolutely not. Um, I don't think that you have to know those things or you have to commit your life to Texas Longhorns in order to, in order to, uh, to own them. Absolutely not. Um, as long as you're taking good care of your animals, however that looks to you, then, then I think, um, that's what's important. And I want all types of folks to be able to raise Longhorns for sure. Um, but answering this question specifically, I believe that learning everything we can about the animals down to the smallest details and what it takes to improve the breed will make us better stewards of the animal and thus improve our industry. That is, I believe that wholeheartedly. (laughs) Uh, so as far as tangible steps, um, I'll say one, reach out to your local ag extension, Talk to them about stocking rates, good pasture management. Um, You know, just pick those guys' brains in your local area. See what other cattlemen are doing, what other other, uh, cattle operations are doing. Because Longhorns, I mean, they're different than in a lot of ways than a lot of other breeds of cattle. But they're still cattle, right? They're still bovine. So you can learn a lot um, from your neighbors. Have a good relationship with your neighbors too. That helps also. <laughs> um, so Google, like I said, you know, Google is your friend. YouTube is your friend. Learn about the relationship between cattle nutrition and growth. How does what they eat or what they ingest in their early years and as they grow, how does that affect them long term? Because it does. And that's something that we need to know. It's not just oh, well, they're going to have it if they have it. That's not necessarily true. I mean, genetics are absolutely important, but 
early nutrition, nutrition in general, general is also very important to get the most out of your genetics. Um, I'm going to go off on a tangent there. So I'm going to move on to <laughs> my second point of tangible steps. Um, find a Texas Longhorn mentor, mentor who understands cattle in general. Full stop. Number three. Study your behind off on pedigrees and genetics and see those cattle in person as often as possible. So while working with your mentor on what a good cow should be, what a healthy cow is, what good confirmation is, study the pedigrees, find the consistent cows, um, find the cows with the with the correct confirmation and then try to see them in person as often as you can when you go into shows you're going to other people's ranches whatever look at as many cows as possible now that's my humble opinion advice whatever you want to call it from someone who's been doing this for about four years but um i've been doing it every day for four years um so there it is take it for what it's worth hopefully it can help out some folks Coming in, um, these are some of the things that I've done and some of the things that I think would help people who are just now getting started and um, some folks who are looking to improve moving forward. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I really enjoy doing these podcasts. I'll keep on saying it. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Hidden Springs Ranch Beef is 100% registered Texas Longhorn Beef. Try out our new Snack Sticks, lean Longhorn Beef with no nitrates added. Available in hot, mild, sweet, and sweet heat. The hot is my personal favorite. We're happy to say that these Snack Sticks are shelf-stable and we can ship them directly to you. Or if you're in North Carolina, check out our freezer beef options for local pickup halves holes bundle boxes and bulk ground go check it out at hslonghorns.com under the beef tab and use code big iron for a little discount on me hslonghorns.com and hit that beef tab